When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. From the king of sports books comes the king sports podcast. Unleashed. Presented by BetMGM. Here are your hosts, Speedy Mormon and Olivia Harlan Decker. Welcome back to Unleashed from the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM. I'm Olivia Harlan-Decker. You know, for the past 10 weeks, we have been bringing you some of the biggest names in sports, and we've had a lot of fun doing it. Not only have we kept you up to date on what's happening around the world of sports, but we've also covered a wide variety of pop culture. From winemaking NBA players, Warzone playing husbands, NFT selling running backs. Yeah, I still don't understand that one either. And so much more. This week, we wanted to welcome all of our new listeners and play some clips that you might have missed. First up was our very first interview with the one and only Jalen Rose. All right, Olivia, we are in the presence of greatness right now for multiple reasons. We've got a collegiate basketball icon, NBA icon as well. But maybe the man with the best hairline in all of sports <laughs> on the court or off the court, Jalen Rose is with us. Let me ask you this, Jalen. Who do you think's got the best hair in sports? Who comes to mind? Not just hairline, maybe just the best hair in sports. So little known fact, if I could wear my hair like all the way down and long, that's actually how I would wear it. Like just the like I grew up in the 70s. Right. And so. People like Ron O'Neill and, you know, those black exploitation movies always wanted long hair or an afro. But my hair just won't grow like that. Like it grows, but it don't grow and grow and grow and grow like, and grow like that. You might need some soul glow. Exactly. A couple of people that got strong hairline. Aaron Donald. I try to figure when I watch mm. him play how he mm-hmm. take his helmet on and off and it don't affect his hairline. Jason Tatum. Strong, very strong. Right, that's a good one. Boston Celtics. He was wearing a, a shortcut, kind of like me and you last year, and he 
grew it out kind of to the R&B look. I'm kind of rocking that look now. Devin Booker. Strong as well. I believe he has one for the Phoenix Suns. I'm pretty sure um, Kylie Jenner likes that about him. Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner. It's, it's 500 of them, <laughs> Olivia. And I'm old, so I'm glad I got it wrong. Jalen, let me put you on the spot. Least favorite hair in sports. Who's got the who's got the worst cut? Least favorite hair in sports. The Orlando head coach. I used to joke on his for a minute. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank because he got the uh, the brains blown, as we call it. You know, he got the drop top. <laughs> the drop I hope top. he can't hear you in Orlando. You might want to. Make sure this airs Thursday. I'm, You're in I'm, Orlando right now, my exactly. man. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I would say uh, probably his is one that stood out. But you know what? We were doing something um, at my MGM shoot, and they were showing me some old players and trying to get me to guess their hair. And I actually just thought of the answer. Chris Kamen. The caveman. Chris Kamen. Old yes. Clipper? Oh, my goodness. Google a picture of Chris Kamen's hair. My fellow Michigander. He didn't care at all. He didn't care at all. Not so he's little. probably the answer to the question. <laughs> Jalen, when you watch collegiate basketball today, are you able to see your influence on the court? Are you able to see the Fab Five's influence in today's game, whether it's on the collegiate level or the NBA level? And when I say uh, influence, you know, I'm talking the Black Sox and just the overall swag on the court. Do you, do you see it? Do you notice it? So I'm, I'm about to... Make it personal because I am a part of the MGM family. I don't want y'all to get sad when I say this, but as you bring this up, I have to start from the root. Like it's been a tough year for my family. Like the last maybe 13 months, I lost my eldest brother on February 3rd of 20. And then I lost my grandmother. She was 103. God bless her. soul. she was such an angel. God bless and her. then February 2nd of 21, I lost my mother. And so like just a couple of months removed from that and my, and my family still obviously dealing with the pain from her loss. As you ask me about the influence of college basketball, the number one thing is Jeannie Rose created the name Jalen. Mm. And it ain't even just college basketball. It's everywhere in society. I'm in Orlando right now, just at a 7-Eleven. And respectfully, there was an older woman trying to do a deposit at an ATM at a 7-Eleven. And I was helping her out. I was like, you know, you got to go to a bank to do that, whatever, whatever. And I, and I kind of Googled the closest bank and, you know, tried to help her out. But I didn't realize that she wasn't in the 7-Eleven by herself. And then another guy came, he was probably in his 20s. And he was like, what do you want me to grab? She was like, well, I know Jalen like to eat those chips. And you like, I don't like I didn't these even, chips. I was kind of but... in a rush. So I didn't even have a time to really even kind of get into it. Like I was wearing my mask. I was trying to go do the show. And so a lot of people may or may not know is that my biological father, his name is Jimmy Walker. He was the number one pick in the 1967 NBA draft. He died in the mid-2000s. He played in the backcourt with Dave Bing. I never met him, but I did go to his funeral. My uncle Leonard took my mother to the hospital to give birth. So initially she was going to call me James or Jason, and I'm glad she didn't because those don't hit the same. Instead, she chose to combine the two names, James and Leonard, and that's actually where the name came from. Uh. And so there are going to be people like, oh, 
somebody biblical had the name in 19, uh, 1800 <laughs> or whatever, whatever. My mother created the name and I'm the oldest Jalen. And if you notice, each Jalen that you now see is in their 20s. And it started at Michigan. Right. So imagine when I'm working the NBA draft and Jalen Brown gets picked by the Celtics. Or I'm watching NFL and the Jaguars take Jalen Ramsey. Or Jalen Hurt for the Philadelphia Eagles. Or, or Jalen Suggs about to get Suggs picked Green, in the draft coming up. Three of the, next, three of the top five or six players in next year's draft or this year's draft, they're named Jalen. And so that's a great story. Influence. That influence is as much as we're going to, of course, talk about the iconic influence of the Fab Five. But that right there is the most influential thing that happened from that situation. The Jalen is now a common name and my mother created it. Wow. The other thing that I see as our influence, it's a personality thing. Like college basketball used to be so stiff and it was all about the coaches and they never allowed players to play with personality or laugh. I remember we were playing at Northwestern. Valentine is his last name, the referee. And we had just did a nice play. I dropped it off to Jimmy and he went and dunked it. And we were jumping up and we was laughing. He came to our huddle, said, y'all need to cut that out or I'm going to give you a tech. Like that's how different the game was. And then the other thing, the influence of hip hop. See, the, mm-hmm. the marriage of the Fab Five and hip hop happened at the same time when sports actually start to embrace rap music when they realized they can make money off of it. Initially, the, the, the true kickoff was when the bad boys won back-to-back championships and You yeah. Can't Touch This was the model and Hammer was the number one artist in the world. That's really when Sports started to embrace rap music. The only music we heard in the arena was like, whoop, there it is. Or Montel <laughs> Jordan, this is how we do it. You know, like that was the only, like we used to bring CDs. We used to bring tapes to Chrysler Arena for them to play. So the influence of hip hop and then the personality, hip hop, the name, and then lastly, the fashion. You yeah. know, being able to express yourself. And imagine if we could have trademarked that. Right. Imagine if when we went to the mall, they were not selling black socks. It was like three pairs. When we played at Rice, I had on dress socks on top of my white socks. (laughs) And so that's another thing that's changed is young people now have a business acumen and an awareness of how to market themselves and get paid off of it. When I was in college, I didn't know I had a credit score. I ain't know. I didn't know. <laughs> so those are a few of the things. Jalen, I got to ask you something else. We have a mutual friend in Reggie Miller. I've known Reggie since I was young. He does NBA games with my dad, Kevin Harlan on TNT. And I've known Reggie since I was like in middle school. And he's one of my favorite people. And I texted him and I told him you were coming on our show. And I said, is there something you want me to ask him about? Obviously, y'all were teammates with Indiana. Mm-hmm. He said, ask him about the second round playoff games versus AI and the 76ers. I think you both went off for over 40 in one game, Mm. you and Reggie. And he said the shit talking in that game was as good (laughs) as there's ever been. You've got to fill me in. What happened? First off, I love your dad. I've known him for a long time and he's a goat and he's still killing it. (laughs) Reggie's 
my big brother, mentor, leader. I learned so much from him on and off the floor. But the number one thing I learned from him on the floor is I always had the ball. So in high school, I was like a forward or a point forward. In college, I was a point guard. But when you get to the league, Mark Jackson going to have the ball, Jalen. Mm, Travis yeah. going to have the ball, Jalen. We know you can have, you can be the backup point guard, but we want to have you and Reggie out there. And so Reggie mm-hmm. helped me learn how to come off screen. I wasn't necessarily a guy that was able to like do come off single doubles and did a lot of flares and do a lot of stuff like that. And so, and moving without the ball, he and Rip Hamilton, Ray Allen, like guys are just constant motion out there. Steph Curry in today's game, the game that he's talking about, that was personal because Larry Brown was our coach. His final year was 97, 98 or 96, 97. And he gave me 15 DMPs that year. <laughs> 15 DMPs. I had just Real. came from Denver where I was starting in the playoffs. I was starting in the playoffs against the San Antonio Spurs. They had the best record in the league. I got traded to the Pacers. He didn't like me. I don't know why. It happens in the league. It happens in your profession. And his goal was to it break me. Does. He told me that. He told, he'll admit it to this day. You know what I'm saying? And so after that season, Larry left. He coached nine teams. That was his thing, kind of next town Brown. That's what they used to call it. <laughs> and, and so when he left Indiana, he was lining it up so he could go coach AI. Like the next thing in his mind, right? Because that's kind of how what he was on. Because Billy King, yeah. one of our assistant coaches, ended up getting a GM job in Philly. And so that next season, Larry Bird became our coach. And Larry Bird, Rick Carlisle, they allowed me to hoop. And so, of course, we played Philly in the playoffs. And so, you know, that's personal. And yep. only maybe four or five times in the history of the league in the playoffs that two teammates have 40 in the same game. And it was great to do that to Larry. It meant a lot to me. It meant a lot to me because when you're challenged, how are you going to respond? You're going to cry about it or you're going to do something about it. And I was like, if I ever get a chance to play against one of his teams, I'm going to go off. And not only did we go off that game, I think we swept them that year. Or of like 4-1, I believe. And so that was probably my favorite playoff series of all time. Well, now that's a great story and all, but I think you're skirting my question. What was the shit talk? I need to know details. Right, okay. It was all <laughs> screw you, Larry. Okay. It was all F-bombs to everybody in the gym. Yeah. It was, you know, kicking it at Delilah's in Philly. Big shout, <laughs> Philly. What up, though? No, but in all honesty, That's like awesome. I got a, I got big time respect for uh, AI, Aaron McKee. I played against Blue, Aaron McKee, in college. He went to Temple. I played against uh, Eric Snow. He went to Michigan State. George Lynch was on the Carolina team that beat us in the championship. So I, I had love and respect for the players on the team, but I was yelling at Larry. They know. I was yelling at him. At him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. And I stopped cursing two years after that. I need. I got it all off my chest those couple of years. I promise you, I did. That's beautiful. That's a great story. <laughs>
Now, there are few people with as big a personality in professional sports as Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson. I still haven't taken him up on his health advice, considering he eats McDonald's multiple times a day and swears by it. But we got great insight on why he likes to play the villain. Well, there are three things certain in life, death, taxes, and number 85 is open. Welcome to Unleashed, Ocho Cinco. How are you and where are you? Right now, I'm in Jacksonville, attended the MMA fight last night, rooting for my guy, Jorge Masvidal. Obviously, we didn't win, but it's okay. Because it's it's okay. In life, you never get directions, so they're going to be wins, they're going to be losses. Mm -hmm. And we we took that one. We took that loss with grace, and he's going to bounce back. He took it with grace. He took it with grace. He took it with grace. I, I I don't know if you took it with grace. We've seen you upset. I know you put some money on it too. You slammed the table. You lost 50 bands. Is everything all right? Listen, if people know me and they follow me and follow my, my structure, my way of living throughout the years and how cheap I am, you would know that was just basically content purposes. And I would really never <laughs> bet 50 grand on anything, let alone spend it and put it on someone else where it's not, where the end result is not in my control. Absolutely not. I wear Target. I get my jewelry from Claire's. Come on. That's some good insight. I like that. Hey, listen, content purposes. It's like watching wrestling. Is it really real? Did you actually make real? a bet or, or did you just bet nothing? No, but it's, it's uh. great content. No, I don't, I don't, I don't gamble. <laughs> I don't even gamble. I mean, people that know me know I don't gamble. People that know me know I don't spend any money. Well, hang on now. You're saying you're frugal, but I saw you tweet recently that you would pay someone to pick you up at your hotel and pay right. 500 bucks to take that's, you to Starbucks. That's, that's different. That is giving. That is giving. Well, why not Uber? No, because Uber, baby, what happened to Uber? They weren't, what happened when I wanted Starbucks yesterday? They didn't deliver. They weren't delivering at the hotel I was staying at. And I need my fix. Every morning for the past 30, 40, I'm 50 now. Yeah, 40 years. I need my coffee every morning. And I was, I was going. You can Uber to Starbucks. No, I, I didn't want to do that. I think it would have been, <laughs> been nice engaging with the fans on Twitter, having someone pick yeah. me up and rewarding them for coming, going out their way on a Saturday morning to pick me up to get my coffee. You know, you wouldn't have to pay someone to do that. There are so many people who do that for free to meet you. No, I, I think more so. I like, I like the giving part better. That's Did cool. it pan out that way? That's Did really someone cool. actually come get you or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, Posted it. Love to see it. Three, three, three part story. It's there on Twitter. It's still there. I love it. You're all about the content. You're a social media savant. Yeah. But really with, with the diet stuff, I, I, it blows my mind seeing what you're eating. I know it's a lot of yellow cake, chocolate icing, McDonald's. Wait a minute. Icing. Oh my God. Listen, so good. <laughs> so good. Are you a health, a health nut or are you like, yeah, I am. Oh God. No, you need just, you need to stick to my meal plan. Six months, six months, okay, eating in moderation, junk food, cosmic brownies, honey buns, cigars, ramen noodles, cigars, two a day workouts. I do two a days. Yes. Yes, I do. I do. I saw you speaking to Cam Newton about this and he was not having it. He's all plant-based. I got him. I got him. The (laughs) plant-based shit ain't working. No. It ain't working. No, it's not. It's not working. So he's on my plan now. I have a few other NFL athletes under my Ocho versus Science dietary plan, and they're going to be successful because of it. Chad, I haven't had a Cosmic Brownie since maybe 2005. Are they still as good? Do they still hit the same? 
they still hit the same. Why haven't you? Why haven't you? I just feel like I graduated out of it. My, my taste no, palette evolved. Listen, bit. you know, it had, you know what? You're alive, but you're not living. That's what you're doing. You're alive, but you're really not living. You know, it's not, okay. graduate, graduating is awesome, but never, never, ever leave the foundation that built you. And that's what Carmel mm. Brownies did. That's a fact. That's true. Same with McDonald's breakfast, which you're a big fan of. Yes. You don't eat, you don't eat McDonald's breakfast either. It's been a long time. I gotta oh be honest. Oh my. No Dude. way. Dude, you guys are torturing your bodies. <laughs> you're torturing your bodies on the proper nutrients that it needs. And it's not the stuff that scientists have told you to eat. I'm telling you, your, your, your body craves. on yes, the body on the inside, it's screaming right now. Both of you. <laughs> it's screaming. You don't even know it. You know, I recently watched your Larry King interview from years ago. And I think every athlete should watch it the way that you talk about the mentality of mm -hmm. the game. Right. And I've heard your favorite Bill Belichick story a couple times of him ripping Tom Brady. And new one. What's your favorite Tom? Oh, did I have that wrong? No, that was right. Like it, it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. That talk about setting the tone and understanding, sure. getting, getting a better understanding of what the Patriot way is yeah. and how everybody is held accountable. How are you ripping Tom Brady of all people the first day about, a game where he messed up last year previously when they lost to the Jets in the playoffs. Right. And he puts up the film of the mistakes he made and he rips them heading into the previous season. Wow. It's like, yo, that, that to me, that, that was, that just set the standard. And I, it, it gave me a better understanding on why they win consistently year in and year out because it starts at the top. If you can chastise your star player, your GOAT player in front of the entire team, it sets the tone for everybody else. Well, that's such a good Belichick story, but what's your best Tom Brady story that uh, explains who he is a little bit? You know, I don't really have any great Tom Brady stories except just being with him that year and watching mm -hmm. him work and prepare, you know, in meetings and go over game plans and go over situations down in distance with, at the time, Bill O'Brien was the offensive coordinator mm -hmm. and just sitting in those meetings with them and watching how they go over the same thing over and over and over and over and being very meticulous on down and distance and what we would do, what would happen if the defense did this. Like there was always an answer for everything. There was always an answer for everything. So no matter what defense is through at Tom, he was always ready. And I think that's what made not just Tom special, but also Peyton Manning. I'm just throwing him out there because those are two of mm -hmm. you know, the two that have just done great things in this NFL. Was Tom at the fight? I, I thought I saw you guys embrace one another. Tom was there, yeah. I, I was talking with Tom for a while. He was there with Mike Evans and the backup quarterback. I'm not sure who the backup quarterback is, but he was sitting right next to him. What'd you guys catch up about? Uh, no, just, just catching up, tell him hello. We exchange our, my, my famous I love you as, as I do with everyone I see. That was it. That's how I was doing. He said he's doing good. Talked about the season a little bit coming up. And yeah, that was pretty much it. I saw AB. AB was there, sitting on the opposite side. AB was there with Jake. That's what AB was there with Jake Paul, wow. which was was a little funny combination. That's what I was about to yeah. ask you about. So I saw you. I saw you also embrace AB, who was there yeah. with Jake Paul. Yeah, Jake Paul just fought and knocked out Ben Askren. Yeah, to a lot of people's dismay and to some others' uh, joy, I guess. I'm curious as to what you feel about Jake Paul. He's a polarizing figure, to say the least. I like it. I like it. He's a polarizing figure and he, he has it figured out. He has it figured out. You have a small window of opportunity to maximize the potential 
in a social media area, a social media era. And he's got it down to a T. He got it down to a science, you know, and people are buying into it. And this is one of the things I always say on the, on the podcast I'm on with Brandon Marshall and I am athlete. It's okay to be the villain. Right. It's okay to be the villain because the villain is going to pay off and it's paying off dividends for us. Like last night, they're chanting the entire, the entire crowd is chanting F Jake Paul F the entire crowd. And he stands <laughs> up and puts up the middle finger to the whole crowd. Everybody starts booing. I'm like, like he really got this thing down to a science. Like he gets it. He gets it. And I, I love, I loved it. I loved it. No, that's awesome. He knows how to work it. Yeah. You know how to work it. Is being a villain, was that kind of a part of your game? I yeah. mean, you were known to be a, an amazing smack talker. Yeah, yeah. See, the, it's kind of different for me is my, I never did anything malicious. My way yeah. of going at my opponents was more in a competitive way. Mm-hmm. It was trash talking, but more in an entertainment type style, like not in your face and I'm going to do this. No, I'm going to score. I'm going to celebrate. And it's a challenge to you to be able to stop me, you know? And that, that was pretty much it. So my way of doing it was more about entertaining and making sure you got your money's worth when you came to watch me play. I love that. Who in the game right now do you feel like has that same sense about them? Who do you love watching play, especially wide receivers? I think no, there's nobody with that personality, but there are some wow. individuals that have the game, that, you know, the exact same game and style and, and flair, they just don't let the mouth come along with it. Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Julio Jones, Justin Jefferson, amazing rookie mm-hmm. year, you know, Stefan Diggs. Like it's, it's, it's a bunch mm-hmm. of them. They have a, a certain flair about their game. If they had the personality to go with it, it'd be curtains. All the personality <laughs> happens to be on the defensive side of the ball now. It's funny. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Absolutely. Like he, he got to Richard yeah. Sherman, you know, they have it. It just it seemed like the personalities have flipped to the opposite side of the ball. That's interesting. Are there players in other sports or other major professional leagues that you see this personality and just to broaden it from football a bit, because someone who comes to mind for me is young Anthony Edwards from the Timberwolves. Yes. Yes. He, and he's good. And he, he has the mouth and he's, he's very um, honest, especially when he's like, I don't know who Alex Rodriguez is, yeah. you know, but he probably really doesn't know. He probably really doesn't know, but his game can back up everything else. Yeah. His game, it, it, it backs it up. So, I mean, just him being him is, is exciting. It's exciting. And NBA, I can't think of any villains, any villains with a personality. Everybody's more just about their business. Kevin Durant is viewed as a villain to many. Yeah. In, in a sense, in a sense. But he, he doesn't play into it, though. Yeah. 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 He doesn't play into it. Now, even on the soccer field, I mean, you're, you're a man of so many interests. And yeah, in my hometown, yeah. Kansas City, you were fun. involved with Sporting KC for a little bit. Walk me through those steps and, and how being an NFL wide receiver was so different from making it in professional soccer. Well, obviously, I didn't have the resources to play soccer growing up. Obviously, I'm from Liberty City, which yeah. is a an okay area, but soccer really isn't one where you could, you can play or even achieve at the highest level. So in order for me to get out Mm -hmm. thinking long-term, as far as the career is concerned, it it was, it was football, but soccer for some reason was always embedded in my heart and something that I wanted to play. Didn't have the resources to do so. So as I climbed the ladder, I used soccer as a way to train in a sense, to prepare myself for football 
along with other things. Um, and just that love for it is still there. We had a lockout. I don't remember what year that lockout was. And Peter Vermees, I think, is the head coach at Sporting KC. He gave me the opportunity to come out and have a trial run. Not that I was really going to make the team because it, it takes years and years of, of experience, you know, to be able to, to make a team, even of that sure. magnitude, even though the MLS is seen as, you know, how people are. It's, it's still this good quality soccer. And I just, I just couldn't do it. But the experience was fun. The experience was fun. And I was very thankful for that. Did you ever have a chance to salsa on a soccer field? No, because that would, that would require me to score. That would require <laughs> me to score. And it's, it's not as easy as people think. Oh, of course. Yeah. No. Highest level, of course. Chad, I got to ask you something that potentially could mean a lot to me. Is it true that you had a 2.2 GPA or is this all a joke? It was a joke. It was, it was a, a joke. joke. Okay. Because this is trending on Twitter. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, like if you, if you follow my tweets, well, I think for people that follow me, people that follow me would know my exchange with my kids. The messages are always funny. Yeah. But when they ask for stuff, I always say something outlandish. Like I had to walk eight miles of school uphill both ways. There's no <laughs> freaking hills in Miami. There's no hills in Miami. Like, so just like. It's such a dad right? line and too. Like, That's no, such a dad. Nobody caught on to the point of, of anything. I didn't even work at McDonald's. Like it's, it's all a joke. And I just fed into it and just kept it going. Right. And it's funny seeing all the, I don't want to gullible people, but of course, obviously they're going to believe it because I'm tweeting it. They also believe that bet 50K because you asked me, like right? people that know me yeah. would know my cheap ass ain't bet no 50K. Well, what was your you know, GPA? For, <laughs> uh, probably a 3-2. Okay. So you just, no, it was a 3-2. So you just took a point a off of it and made it a 2-2 for the sake of no, the joke. No, I did it. I made it a 2-2 because it would be funny. Yeah, for the sake of the joke. Yeah, it would be funny. And everybody ran with that. That shit was hilarious. They, they still going on. I know. It's, it's crazy. Funny. I like it. I like it. I like it. I am a master troll. Oh, oh, we're very aware. We're very aware. I want to go back. So you, you said that, you know, yesterday you tried to coordinate a Starbucks scoop where somebody could come for 500. It, it wound up happening. But I want to talk quickly about a thousand dollars round trip. Oh, the thousand round trip. 500 there, 500. Yeah, back. I don't even have a license. I probably would have risked it though, just for the for the thousand. <laughs> um, but I want to talk about a time to a couple of years ago where you used to just pull up at people's cribs and play them in FIFA. Oh, yeah. Olivia, did you know that Chad used to do this? He would just tweet, no. uh, you know, something and no. then just pull up and chill in somebody's mom's living room or basement and play. Yeah. Chad, how would you summarize <laughs> what that experience was like? Just going to strangers' homes and beating or losing to them in FIFA. It was fun. This always happened during track season around the summertime when we, when we would be traveling. So obviously I'd sit at the track meets and my daughter would run her race regardless of what state we were in. I would have to rent a car and I send out the tweet and I just find those and look at their tweets and see if they play FIFA, look at previous tweets or look at their profiles and see if it's anything soccer related. And I would, I would just, just drive up and just play. And did you win more or lose more? Would you say? Oh, one more, one more. I mean, you got to think the pandemic messed all the traveling up last year. So I didn't do it, but I did it. I think the summer of 2019, I believe if I'm not mistaken. And I, I won way more. I lost. I rarely lost. Rarely lost. That that is fun. Just that is fun. Just pulling up, pulling, pulling up the random crib. houses, playing games. Yeah, that's that's fun. <laughs> well, last thing before we let you go, Chad. 
you know, if people follow you on social, they'll see all the time that you're an amazing giver. Mm-hmm. You will give incredible tip amounts. Even if the bill is a dollar, $2, you might leave 200, yeah. 300, $400, $500. Wow. Based off of how much you enjoyed your experience here on Unleashed, what proverbial tip would you leave us here? Would, would we be in the $200 range, maybe the four or $500 range? What, what are you thinking? You know what the funny thing? I don't, I don't tip based on service or based on how people treat me. I tip based on how I am, regardless of interaction with an individual. Okay. So, I mean, if this was a service based on what you guys have done for me and this platform that we're on, I probably tip my usual thousand. Thank you. The usual thousand is enough for us, Chad. I appreciate that, my dog. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, thanks so much for your time. You are truly one of a kind, Ocho Cinco. Thank Thank you. you. Pleasure, pleasure. Be well, Chad. Thank you. All right, guys. You guys be blessed. All right. family here and Speedy and I got to tell you funny stories about both of ours, but we find out what happens when someone from my family try to help the show out, you know, try to get us some clicks. I guess next time I've got to be a bit more clear. Okay, Speedy, it was fun this week because my dad does NBA on TNT games. His name's Kevin Harlan. And he usually is on Thursdays, but this past week he was Tuesday, which means he was sending it back and forth to the Atlanta studios to our guy, Adam Lefko, who was our oh, guest last Adam. week. Yes, right, it was. Right. So the, the ironic part is that now everyone's calling these games from home. You know, my dad's got this crazy studio set up in his basement. So what my family kind of likes to do is we have dinner now at my parents' house on the nights he has these games because it's so unique. We get to have dinner with him and then we all watch the game and he goes in the basement calling it. So Wait, I hold tell on, him, hold on. Let me, yeah. I got to ask a question here. So you guys sit upstairs and watch the game live on TV while he's in the basement giving the color commentary of said game? Yes. That is technology is nuts. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just blowing my mind. But keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah. And and we try to make sure we're we're con- a conducive work environment. But my sister's got two little kids who are running all around. We're all having cocktails. You know, the whole thing is it's not a good work environment. So I give him a lot of credit for staying focused. But I tell him, you know, Dad, Adam Lefko, you're sending it back and forth to the studio. He's our guest this week. And he goes, OK, go ahead and write down the name, the name of the show. I do not want to mess it up. And, you know, you and Speedy and Adam, I just want to make sure I nail it because I'm going to do a little plug. I was like, boy, that is so nice. How special. Yes. We know we're only, this is just our third episode. We're, we're getting off the ground. And I thought, boy, that's a big national audience. That's so nice. Well, I write down our show name, Unleashed Bet MGM, Uh Adam Lefko, Speedy Mormon. I'm nervous. And you know, it just, it didn't go quite according to plan. And this was just a very big dad gaffe. Um, And I believe right now we can play it in. The Express halftime is on deck from our studios. Adam Lefko will orchestrate that. will be the anchor there. He's will be on the Unleashed podcast by BET MGM with Olivia Decker and Speedy Morgan. That drops on Thursday. You'll want to hear Adam Lefko, the featured guest on the BET MGM podcast. 
Oh my goodness. This is my first. This is literally my first time hearing it. As I know we've saved it for you. Yeah, because I, I missed the game. Mm-hmm. I forget what I had going on, but wow. Because I texted you and our producer, Maddie, and I said, hey, guys, you know, make sure you're tuned in. My dad's going to plug our show. This is so great. And that you had just missed it, like barely had just missed it. And we said, well, (laughs) it was really nice. He did it, but uh, kind of butchered the name. And we're just giving him a hard time. To be fair, he was also doing March Madness games all week. That was like his 12th game of the week. I mean, his, the fact that he still even thought of us and thought to do it. I was, I was so flattered, but I was like, that's such a dad thing. (laughs) That is awesome. But the fact that he shouted out black entertainment television (laughs) is hilarious. Paint the picture for me quickly. Were you in the living room, like upstairs and like, all right, here we go, guys, he's going to announce it. And then, and then, and then how did you react? What, what, what happened? So my mom and I just kind of look at each other like, Oh, that wasn't it. <laughs> but you could tell and he comes up after the game. He said, did you hear it? How, how was it? Did you hear it? And I go, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I heard, I heard it. <laughs> so just one quick thing. And I thought by writing it out, I made it super easy, but I did write B-E-T-M-G-M. So like an acronym, you wrote B-E-T. I, I mean, I'm going to have to look back at the post-it. I just wrote it quickly, you know, bet MGM. So he came up, my mom and I were like, should we even tell him he's going to feel so yeah. bad? No, but that's so sweet. Does he, let me yeah. ask you, does he do things? Is he like a dad's dad that he, you know, he kind of embarrasses you sometimes that thing that dads do, or is this, is this just like a, 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 a good old fashioned dad slip up? I've got to say neither one of my parents ever embarrass me. Like my, I think my parent, my parents are kind of cool parents every time they come around in a way that they're just such good people. Right. And I remember at my college graduation, my parents surprised me and flew down because I graduated a semester early. So none of my friends were graduating like that weekend, but they all surprised me with this big surprise dinner at a sushi restaurant with karaoke. And my dad, who, again, likes to kind of fade in the background, you know, he's he's so well known in our circles and like sports media circles. But, you know, my college girlfriends didn't really know who he was and you know didn't really follow sports. And my dad gets on the mic and starts singing Frank Sinatra and has a beautiful singing voice, which shouldn't surprise you. Yeah. But that to me, even that wasn't embarrassing. I'm like, that's so cool. He's just you know, putting himself out there. And my friends were like, your dad is so cool. But that they don't know much about his career, but they know that he killed it with Frank Sinatra. Shout out to Frank Sinatra. They'd be, if they were impressed on Frank Sinatra, they'd be so much more impressed at watching him do what he does (laughs) on national television. So, you know, let me just say my parents never really embarrassed me either, but you know what my pops does that, That is just funny to me. My dad is so proud of like everything that I do and that I have going on that when he's out and about like meeting people, he loves to just tell people about his son and like what his son does. So periodically, like especially pre-pandemic, like maybe once a month, I get a DM on Instagram from somebody I don't know that says, hey, I just met your dad and he told me about what you do and blah, blah, blah. Or, wow, I didn't know that you this was your dad, but I follow you already. Like, it's the funniest thing, but it's really like a dad thing. And then I got to call him and dad, let me guess, you met someone else in the Apple store this time or you met someone in Best Buy. (laughs) You know, my my dad's a big tech guy. He likes to buy like gadgets and stuff. So 
he's at Best Buy. I, at this point, I'm sure every Best Buy employee knows who his son <laughs> is just because he's told to probably one by one by one. Well, Speedy, think of it this way. Maybe he's not embarrassing you as your dad. Think of it like he's your publicist. That's what I'm saying. He, it's like mm-hmm. the street. He's like my street team. You know, he's yeah. just like spreading the good word. You know what I'm saying? If you yeah. if you want to listen to a cool podcast or something, he you know, you got a new podcast now because you know who I am because yep. of my pop. So he's doing an amazing job. Plus, I don't even have to pay him. Which right. Even he doesn't better. ask for 10 percent. Nothing. He doesn't ask me for nothing. <laughs> good, no, but good. you know what? I should start just kicking him 10 percent from like here on yeah. out. Any any new things that come my way, I'll just assume are by way <laughs> of his uh, word of mouth. You know, ask him, ask your dad if he's up for hire, too. Maybe I'll ask for him to help. You me know out what <laughs> you need? You need him in your corner. I need we both need him in our corner. Uh-huh. We'll, how about this? We'll make him the official publicist of this podcast. Yeah, because it's not going to be my dad. <laughs> right. Which is called Unleashed on BETMGM <laughs> or BETMGM, <laughs> whichever way you want to pronounce it. Thanks so much for listening and stay tuned for some updates on the show and maybe even an appearance by my dad in the next couple weeks. We'll make sure he gets the name right. Make sure to check out all of the action from BETMGM. Follow them everywhere at BETMGM. And please leave a review of the show on Apple Podcasts. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane, back to reality. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 